0: Oh, hello hey how are you
1: i'm good how are you
0: good i missed you last week it was a yeah. sad lonely little week and i'm so sorry you had covid it's okay <laughs> <laughs> uh universities man yeah she spreads like wildfire it'd be like that yeah. but you skipped a horrible horrible little episode so oh, nice <laughs> and now we get to do some some fun paranormal stuff and All that's right. much better yeah. I had a very nice time researching this. So <laughs> um, without further ado, let's get right into it. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grimm. Ooh. Okay, so this is a story that I found, and um, I didn't actually know that it was even a thing, which is surprising, since I've been in Edinburgh for like three years now. Oh. Um, but this is the kind of spooky little mystery around the Arthur's Seat coffins. Oh. Yeah, and I'm assuming you've been to Arthur's Seat already. You climbed it at the beginning with Lily? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a very popular spot. Like. hmm it's, I think, honestly, probably one of the most famous places in Edinburgh. Um, I'm not sure if you know this part about the history, but apparently it was named after King Arthur. And, um, like, from from the, the legends of Camelot and stuff like that, people are like, oh, it's the location where Camelot was. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's this, like, very distinctive volcanic hill that's kind of, like, beyond Old Town in Edinburgh, and it's it's a very nice little walk i do like the walk it's it's very fun the views are nice yeah yeah um it also has kind of a paranormal well not paranormal like mythical i guess past yeah you know camelot and it was also where the um there was like a celtic tribe there in 400 a.d and then over the years it was reported to be like the scene of a medieval miracle and an 18th century murder and like an encounter with the devil, because you have to have one of those, I guess. Yeah. Um But yeah, so it's, it's been a spot and it will always be a spot, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. So this story starts in June of 1836. And in this year, there was a group of young boys who went over to Arthur's seat to hunt for rabbits, because I guess that's what the children would do in the olden days makes sense (laughs) no tv just hunting rabbits (laughs)
1: um
0: yeah but anyway that's not the point of like the story they were hunting rabbits (laughs) is fine whatever (laughs) but these boys were walking around and they discovered this spot on the northeast side of the hill where there was a small cave and you know they were small children They weren't really small children, but they were children, so they were very, like, curious about everything, wanted to investigate, so they did. And what they ended up finding was that there were these three-pointed, like, slabs of slate, and they ended up moving them. And behind these three-pointed slabs of slate—I feel like this is a tongue twister—are
1: is it—are there three slabs of slate, or are they—is it—they have three points, like a triangle?
0: Uh, there were three pointed slabs of slates. So? So, like, three of them, and they were pointed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, like, concealing the thing. And so they moved them aside and found 17 miniature coffins. Oh. Yes. Miniature? Yeah, miniature. Doesn't that get even wilder? It's, like, literally yeah. crazy. Um, I'll put a picture on the Instagram and stuff like that after, but, like...
1: Like child size or like miniature. Like no, like solid?
0: like miniature. Like, okay. Hold on, I'll tell you the exact. I have it written down somewhere. Um, but yeah, so they're basically arranged under these like slate slabs um, in three tiers. So there was two layers of eight, and then a single coffin above all of them. Okay. So it was like eight, eight, one. Okay. And each coffin was less than ten centimeters. Like, it was 95 millimeters, I think, is the exact measurement that they gave. All of them were the same size. They were all 95 millimeters. And inside, they, would like, you could open the lid, and each of them had a small carved wooden figure inside of it.
1: Interesting. So it's, like, a little, like, like planning
0: kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's... I'll, I'll like, show you the picture, but it's like really weird to describe. Yeah. Because each little figure also was wearing clothes like each of them had a different outfit and the clothes were like stitched and like glued around their body so it was clearly like this is a person a small person in a coffin interesting yeah and um some of these coffins are still preserved from that day well not like preserved preserved but like you can still see them Mm -hmm. Um, and they're in the National Museum of Scotland oh Um, Yeah, so I think what kind of draws people to these coffins is the idea that, like, we don't really know anything about them. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know who carved them. We don't know who they represent. We don't know who placed them in this cave on Arthur's seat. Why someone would even do that? Like, we know nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, there was all this, like, speculation about what these coffins even mean. Um, And it was a big news story at the time because these, like, boys had just found 17 miniature coffins that just appeared there. Um, so all the newspapers picked up the story and there was an article that was published on July 16th 1836 which was just like a few weeks after they found it I think um, and it was an article in the Scotsman and it, re- it basically said quote our own opinion would be had we not some years ago abjured witchcraft and demonology that there are still some of the weird sisters hovering about Mouchant's cairn or the windy gowl who retain their ancient power to work the spells of death by entombing the likeness of those they wish to destroy, end quote.
1: So they're saying witchcraft?
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. I think they're saying more like voodoo than witchcraft. Okay. Like entombing the likeness of those they wish to destroy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like voodoo is what I'm getting from it, you know? Yeah. And the places that I mentioned the, uh, before in the little thing they're just like apparently rumored to be haunted places in Scotland so they were just like comparing it to those I guess
1: okay
0: um, yeah and then there was another article about a month later in the Edinburgh Evening Post which basically said um, quote, an ancient custom which prevailed in Saxony of burying in effigy departed friends who had died in a distant land end quote And the Mm. Caledonian Mercury said, quote, We have also heard of another superstition which exists among some sailors in this country, that they enjoined their wives on parting to give them Christian burials in an effigy if they happened to be lost at sea. Oh, okay. So, these two are kind of saying, less voodoo, more burial traditions?
1: Yeah, like someone died somewhere else and they wanted to, like, symbolically bury them. Yeah, like...
0: So that if, like, they were lost at sea, they'd have a burial. Or, like, if they, were, mm-hmm. if they died away from home, they would have, like, a way to honor their friends. Mm-hmm. But still, a lot of people are like, that's really weird. Because there were 17 coffins found in this one location. And they were all put there at around the same time. Like, it's not like one of them was older than the others. And it wasn't just, like, a spot where, like, people would do that. So, like, someone would have to have 17 people... I guess it would make sense if it was, like, a ship, like, 17 people on the ship.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, um, one ship went down. I mean, I feel like that could give you 17 people.
0: Yeah, that could work. That could be one of the things. But, like, it one person, like, like having 17 people who died in a distant land, like, and then they bury them. Yeah. That's kind of weird.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, a lot of the papers ended up after that, the initial voodoo little thing that happened, um... They kind of concluded that the coffins were intended to symbolize a burial. Maybe it's just, like, something had happened to these people. Um, And then the story goes that right after these coffins were discovered, they were basically all bought by private collectors. So they all just, like, disappeared from the public eye until about 1901.
1: I feel like that would be a little disrespectful if it was...
0: A burial? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. Put
1: someone to rest.
0: Honestly that's what they did they were like that's cool I want that and then they took it <laughs> right yeah so in 1901 eight of them were donated to the National Museum of the Society of Antiquaries of Scotland um, what a title <laughs> and later then they were moved to the National Museum of Scotland which is a much nicer title <laughs> yeah. but as you recall there were 17 coffins in total and only eight of them were donated so what happened to the other nine? Yeah. Honestly, nobody knows. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, some people <laughs> say that the boys who found them destroyed them. But, what? yeah, I, I don't know, because they're boys. I don't, I don't know what goes through their heads. They were like, oh, something fun, let's throw it. I don't know. Um, there is actually no conclusive evidence for or against that. I kind of hope that they're just out there in some private collection or something, and they just, like, haven't been shared with anyone because yeah. it seems like whatever they are like they had a purpose you know yeah yeah um then things got weird
1: <laughs> oh
0: so five years after these eight kind of re- reappeared um then they were they're donated sorry um in 1906 i wrote down the wrong wrong year in my notes, which is why I paused there because I wrote five years later and then it was only four years, so I had to do some (laughs) quick maths there. It's fine. I'm okay. Um, 1906. The Scotsman published another really bizarre story about these coffins. So, a lady in Edinburgh told the paper that her father had sometimes been visited at his business by what she described as a quote-unquote daft man. Um, I don't know what that's referring to, but that's how it was described in the paper. And on one of these occasions, this man had drawn on a piece of paper, um, three coffins, three really small coffins. And underneath, he had dated these coffins, 1837, 1838, and 1840. And when this man, her father, looked at this piece of paper, realized, that in autumn of 1837, one of his relatives died. The following year, a cousin died in 1838, and in 1840, his own brother died. Okay. And after the funeral, this man appeared again, walked into his office, glowered at him, and then vanished, never to return. Okay. (laughs) Yep. So that was one of the things, and I, my initial thought when I read this was like, oh, there must be records, you know, mm-hmm. of whatever, but also this is, like, 1837, like, the records, how good can they be? Yeah. Which is, like, I read that, and I was like, that's so weird, you know? Yeah. You don't speak, you just, like, draw three coffins. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so... The article was like, it's possible that the man was just the maker of the Arthur Seat Coffins and was driven mad by the loss of his treasures. Um, I don't know, take it as you will. That It's a story in the newspaper, so it must be true. Um, yeah. In 1976, they came up with this new theory about the coffins. So the director of the Museum of Hamburg History Came up with this theory because there's this german superstition that sailors had and they kept like mandrake roots or tiny dolls in coffins as a talisman so as like kind of like a lucky charm kind of a thing and so he said that someone had made these little talismans and had hidden them in on like in the hill to be sold to sailors and honestly i feel like that's a pretty good theory
1: so that's, like, their storage spot before they were sold? I guess. Okay. Interesting choice.
0: Like, it makes sense to me, but then also, like, it doesn't make sense at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so this was a theory, but again, there's also no real evidence of this particular tradition in Scotland. So, mm. like, it's it's a good theory. It makes sense. You know, like, you'd sell them to the sailors. Mm. But then also, it's just weird to hide them behind some stone slabs. Yeah, why wouldn't you, like, put them sides. in your house
1: or something? Yeah, <laughs>
0: I don't know. I have no idea. Um, in the early 1990s, the coffins were analyzed by curators at the museum, and they also just happened to be visiting fellows at the University of Edinburgh. And they made some conclusions. I'll just read them for you. Um, yeah, so they said, The figures all appear to be made by the same hand, although it is possible the coffins were crafted by two different people. Um, Some of the materials and tools used were wood, iron embellishments, nails, and a sharp hooked knife that indicate that the coffins could have been fashioned by a shoemaker. Um, The figures seem to be in a set based on their upright bearing, flat feet, and swinging arms, which suggests that they may have been toy soldiers. Mm. And their eyes are open, which means it is unlikely that they were originally just like made to be corpses. Um, oh, okay. Some of the figures are missing their arms, so they're perhaps removed so that they could fit into the coffins. And fabric on the bodies dates back to the early 1830s, so they were they weren't in that like location for more than six years. Okay. Um, I believe there are more findings that weren't in this article that I read but I know that there is a more in-depth article that they wrote in the National Museum of Scotland's research library um, but what's interesting to me is that they've dated it to the early 1830s so this whole thing about like someone making them and then stashing them to sell that's kind of disproven unless like they wanted to store them for six years you never know yeah. <laughs> You know, Maddie, if you ever start a business and you start storing your stuff for six years without selling them, I might be a little bit worried about you.
1: Maybe it's like wine, you know, you gotta let it age.
0: (laughs) Oh yes, my toy soldier, aged, aged six years, aged six years. Um, And the other thing that is a little bit interesting to me is that if some of the figures are missing their arms, and they might have been toy soldiers that had their eyes open. Then it seems like more of a ritual kind of a thing, you know, like use what you have to do something.
1: But like, didn't isn't the theory that like whoever did this made the coffins? Yeah, I don't get why you would make a coffin but make it too small to fit the toy soldier, you know, or like if you would make the coffin first and then find the
0: toy soldier. I don't know. Maybe they weren't like a professional. Yeah, and they were like. Here are some coffins I had from another ritual I did, but now I'm missing toy soldiers. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know, honestly, at this point. I don't think yeah. it will. That's true. Um, right, okay. This is the part where it gets even more interesting because um, when I was reading this article for the first time, I was like, oh, like, weird to find coffins in Arthur's seat. Then I read a little bit further and it goes back to the story of Burke and Hare. Oh. They're everywhere. I swear to God. They really are. Like the last true crime, or not true crime, um, paranormal story that we did also involved these two. Yeah. In the ghost road in Scotland. Um, So yeah, body snatching and coffins. Related somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if you remember, Burke and Hare killed at least 16 people over 10 months Mm -hmm. they were then caught and arrested in 1828 when Hare was granted immunity in exchange for like the whole story and then on December 25th 1828 Burke was charged with murder and hanged on January 28th before being publicly dissected at the University of Edinburgh's medical school Um, anyway you might be wondering what this has to do with anything but there were 17 coffins that were buried just a few years after Burke and Hare's whole thing and Burke and Hare killed at least 16 people. So, the little, uh, like, what people are thinking is that maybe it was a substitute burial for those who couldn't have a real one, oh. which I think would be really sweet.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, people tend to disband this theory because 12 of their victims were female and the corpses in the coffins were all male. But then, like, others are, like, it's just symbolic because if it was a toy soldier that they used, maybe it was, like, someone who, like, couldn't find a female toy that was that small.
1: Yeah.
0: Which makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And I actually really like this theory the most because I also think that all of their victims deserve some sort of respect. Yeah,
1: that is nice.
0: Um, Especially because the way that, like, like, you know the whole story about, like, the body snatching and, like, using the bodies for dissection. Yeah. So, at least they got some sort of a burial.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I know it wasn't super paranormal, but I just did, did think it was interesting that there were 17 coffins found in Arthur's mm-hmm. seat. Um, and, oh, the last thing that I have for you is that in December of 2014, the museum received a mysterious package which oh. contained an exact replica of one of the coffins and that was entitled 18 and written in like Roman numerals. It was, oh, it
1: was entitled 18?
0: Be mm-hmm. the 18th coffin instead. Ah. Because um, there were only 17 found, so someone must have made an exact replica and then sent mm-hmm. it off to the museum. Interesting. And um, the last thing that I want to tell you is that they attached a quote from the short story by Robert Louis Stevenson called The Body Snatcher, which is basically Burke and Harry's story, but just a little bit more like supernatural, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will attach a picture of this um, like card that was sent with the coffin um, on our Instagram, and I'll read it out for you now. It says, for caring for our nature, nation's treasures, especially the Seventeen. Quote, and as Fetz took the lamp, his companion untied the fastenings of the sack and drew down the cover from the head. The light fell very clear upon the dark, well-molded features and smooth-shaven cheeks of a two familiar countenance, often beheld in dreams of both these young men. A wild yell rang up into the night. Each leaped from his own side into the roadway, the lamp fell, broke, and was extinguished, and the horse, terrified by this unusual commotion, bounded and went off toward Edinburgh at a, gall- at a gallop, bearing along with it the sole occupant of the gig, the body of the dead and long dissected gray. End quote. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah. clearly, some people are very intrigued by these coffins, and yeah. uh, I don't blame them. Yeah. I would also be intrigued. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the story I have for you today. Not very paranormal, not very serial killer, but I thought it would be <laughs> a nice, a nice little change from our usual content, with some relevance to our usual content anyway.
1: Yeah, it might be cool to like look at the history of like Arthur's seat being tied into like the, um, you know, mythology lore stuff. Yeah, definitely. Was I was thinking we could we episode. could totally
0: do an episode on that. Yeah, I feel like Camelot has Christmas vibes to me. So um, I was thinking maybe a Christmas episode on Camelot. All right, which okay. would be really fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know we have to wait quite a few months, but <laughs> I feel Just
1: like a couple months.
0: I feel like it'll be here before we know it, and I don't know if that's yeah. a good thing or a bad thing.
1: <laughs> I mean, Christmas time is like one of my favorite times. So. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. it'll yeah. be here soon then.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Would you like to change our subject a little bit?
1: Um sure. I mean I don't really have much to say. I've been sitting around for ten days. Um I'm feeling better now though, which is good. Um I don't know, man. COVID finally got me after what, like two two years of avoiding it? Has it been two years now?
0: It has there? been. It's been <laughs> it's been two years. Almost exactly, I think. Wow.
1: Oh yeah, March.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh.
1: Well, after two years finally got me
0: I'm so sorry
1: <laughs> It's okay, I, luckily it wasn't too bad for me It just kind of felt like a nasty cold But
0: oh. Well, I did hear That if that's what it turns into Then things would probably be fine by summer
1: Oh, well that is good, that's yeah. good news
0: Absolutely It'll just be yeah. another seasonal cold that we have to deal with
1: Yeah <laughs> Another flu thing
0: Oh, so fun, so fun and fresh
1: Oh yeah Um, I mean, yeah, I guess that's it for me. I took that time to start watching the Marvel Netflix shows, which apparently are now leaving Netflix. They're leaving Netflix? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they've announced where they're going yet. So I'm still binging those to try and get as much done as I can before they're gone.
0: Oh my God. When are they leaving? I didn't know they were leaving.
1: February 28th. Oh, shit. Yeah. I got some work to do. okay i found out from ben barnes's instagram story <laughs> <laughs> the best source of news oh yeah for sure um yeah so psa to anyone who wants to watch this i mean i'm sure they're gonna go to a different platform and yeah, probably probably right? yeah, as as It's honestly
0: probably gonna be disney
1: like, it throws me off because they're netflix originals so i like thought they'd just stay stay there, on but, netflix yeah that's yeah. So weird but yeah there's that and i'm loving daredevil
0: Hell yeah, I do love Daredevil.
1: I did not love Jessica Jones. I'm watching in the weird old timeline order, so
0: you don't love Jessica Jones? I wait. I didn't watch her. I didn't like.
1: You didn't like Jessica Jones? No, I didn't like it.
0: I think okay, fair.
1: I just feel like her character was just such a like a like I don't know how, like an archetype almost. You know what I mean? Like it was just yeah, like yeah, you're right. The like not like other girls archetype kind of.
0: She kind of is. She kind of yeah.
1: I didn't love that, but it agree. was a good plot line.
0: Yeah, I did. I did enjoy her. I feel like hers had the most story. Yeah. And it was easiest to follow for me. Yeah. Some of them I, got a little bit confusing.
1: I feel like Daredevil gets a little confusing with like the business and legal stuff. I'm like, yeah. what, is,
0: what is embezzlement? <laughs> I actually I've heard the term so often and I have no idea. I really couldn't tell you. Yeah. So I just kind of go with it. I'm like, OK, Fisk is a bad dude. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> So cute, yeah, I do. So cute and I quirky. Do love Daredevil. But yeah, that's it for me. Oh, that was a good update. I wish I had an update. I simply did nothing this weekend. I laid in bed and then I forgot it was Sunday until this morning mm-hmm. when I woke up and I realized I had a class. I mean, it was a um, gross weekend, so I don't blame you. It was quite a gross weekend. Yeah. <laughs> kind of terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I really, I did fully forget that it was Monday until this morning honestly that's Um, fair it doesn't feel like a Monday clearly I am vibing (laughs) I'm doing well (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah that's all from me if you have anything else you want to add I do not do you want to spiel us out
1: I can Mm All right. so you can find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast you can follow us like our photos DM us and from our profile there's a button to email us you can email us at thegrimmpodcast at gmail.com you can send us thoughts on stories we have covered stories you want us to cover or life updates of your own We also have a Twitter, which is Podcast Grim, and a Facebook, which is Grim Podcast. And other than that, just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us.
0: Absolutely. And we will see you guys next week. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but it will be something that we will talk about. Yes. Yep. (laughs) Until (laughs)
1: then.
0: All right.